Hello everyone, welcome to this Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. Our purpose is twofold. One, to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles and also to provide a platform for people who are already members of triangles to come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. But while it's simple, relatively speaking, it's also deeply esoteric, deeply profound in its implications. And we're told that the techniques of triangles govern all planetary systems all solar systems, and the cosmos as a whole. So really what we do together in our level of understanding is also paralleled on infinitely higher levels of consciousness. But the work we do is simply the establishing <clears throat> of a line of lighted loving com communication between three people who agree to vivify their link, their triangular link every day, Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles. And as that network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded, a world prayer that acts as a vehicle for the release of spiritual energies throughout the planet, touching the consciousness of all open hearts and minds that can respond to that release stimulation. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and therefore can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So we welcome you who are new to this work and we welcome those of you who are returning every week. We appreciate your contributions to stabilizing and strengthening the planetary network. So after our meditation today, we are privileged again to have one of our returning presenters, James Mills from the UK, who will be sharing his lighted thoughts and images and sound with the group. So we really look forward as always to hearing from James a little bit further on. But now let's start with our visualization, our brief visualization, followed by the sounding of the mantra, the invocation of light. Let's take a deep breath and visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Visualize within that sphere a triangle composed of the three points of the planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center, the center of pure will, 
the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, center of love. And humanity, the planetary throat center, the center of creative intelligence. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around this triangle from point to point, merging and blending the points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. And at the center of that star stands the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through each of the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
As we move forward through change and turning points on the wheel of life, we have the ever mutating opportunity to shift and adapt to outer circumstances. But we know as well that on a deeper level, all these outer shifts and changes are simply reflections of the cycles in the life of the soul. But for ages, we've been accustomed to looking at life from the perspective of the personality. This was good and right in order to develop ourselves and achieve and become integrated. This process of integration is necessary. It's a necessary stage on the path of life. But as one enters onto the probationary path and the flashes of insight from the soul begin to enter in, the way gradually begins to reverse itself. And now, instead of seeking to gain within the three worlds, we begin to turn our gaze in a different direction. We slowly begin to learn from those who have walked the way of the soul before us. It's not on dissimilar to learning a new language, moving to a foreign land, taking on a new body. At first, it's quite challenging to say the least, but one of the key qualities of the human being is our adaptability. And so as we've become facile at adapting to changing circumstances in the outer world, so too do we have the capability to shift and adapt to the realm of the soul and to learn its ways. To live in another way and to let go, to relinquish the gains of the personality through detachment. As we make these changes in our lives, we begin to live in the opposite manner to which we have been accustomed to living for aeons of time. And there will naturally be these errors and these challenges as we stumble along learning these new ways. But the difficulties in reversing the way of living are compounded at this time by the fact that we are living in a world of increasing self-aggrandizement, as highlighted particularly in the realm of social media. So while the ways of the world are focused increasingly on the self, as demonstrated in the selfie, the spiritual path asks us to go in the opposite direction. So those following the path of spiritual development are like the salmon struggling to swim upstream while all the other fish are coasting downstream, seemingly enjoying themselves. We have, however, to learn to be in the world, to embrace and use its ways, but to not be of it, to not be of the world. We have to learn to work and to serve within this world, but with a changed consciousness, with different motives and end games. It's only natural that there would be challenges and misinterpretations because we've been schooled in mental frameworks for eons to gain for the personality, to be first in all things, to strive for outer achievements and glories. And as mentioned, this is part of the integration process and good and needed in its time and place. But there's a book that teaches us another way. 
the Bhagavad Gita, and it served seekers throughout time, providing guidelines for those who seek to follow this new way, this inner way of the soul. The Gita provides us with questions we can ask ourselves in order to make the right choices in our lives as we find ourselves in the midst of the battle between the soul and the personality. So here are some of the questions posed by the Gita, but in effect posed by Krishna, the soul. Which is right, this or that? How can I distinguish where my responsibility lies? How can I find my way out of the bewildering situation in which I find myself? How can I bring in the control of the warrior so that the two groups of forces which I love may be resolved into a unity? How can I find my way out of this impasse in which I find myself? Why must I hurt that which I love and through which I have expressed myself for ages? How can I use my mind as the organ of illumination so it can reveal the middle way between the pairs of opposites? So as we live in a world of tremendous opposites, tremendous divisions, Let's do what we can at this moment of opportunity to help to heal those visions by bringing in the light of the soul, the neutral light of the soul. So let's work together now in our meditation. coming together in group fusion. Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are also working with this triangles meditation group. Let's project a line of lighted energy to the highest center of pure will. Sounding the mantra. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, 
link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Visualize the energies of light, love, and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, and establishing right human relationships.
align with the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center 
where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. from the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power Restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. And now, we are going to um, great James. Great. Hello, James. Are you there? Yes. Can you can you see my screen? Yes. Great. Thank you. Welcome, and we look forward to hearing your presentation. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you, Kathy, and uh, good evening, everyone, from a damp uh, London night here in uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> this um this talk is uh called the Pentacle Star and the Hidden Geometry Within the New Age Symbol. Uh, for those of you who don't know this. Uh, symbol is the symbol on the screen um, that, that you're seeing now and this talk is a speculation on the symbolic significance of the construction of the blue pentacle star within the new age symbol used in the Alice Bailey teachings and which according to the article on the Lucis Trust website and I quote indicate some of the significant forces and deeper factors now increasingly operating as the new age advances. In a previous talk I discussed the formation of this new age symbol based on an unfolding geometric construction of circles, axes and triangles. It was possible previously to establish 
within a central circle the location and size of the five-pointed star in the overall symbol, but I could not find an intrinsic connection between the construction of this star with the preceding geometric construction of the symbol. They were separate, unconnected entities. However, after some research, I have found a way, I think, to construct the pentacle star and relate it to the rest of the symbol. I owe a debt of gratitude to Robert Lawler, who shared this construction in his wonderful uh, Thames and Hudson book, Sacred Geometry. As the Lucis Trust article points out, this star is the expression of the Christ or world teacher's influence on humanity over the past 2000 years during the Piscean Age. And it is of great potency. To quote the article, the star is blue because it represents as much of the solar quality to which humanity can respond. End of quote. To put it another way, we could perhaps say that this blue star is a symbol of the amount of love, wisdom, consciousness that humanity is sensitive to and can gradually respond to as the Aquarian age unfolds. Returning to the underlying geometry of the pentacle star, its construction also gives us the Taoist yin-yang symbol and the squaring of the circle symbol representing the reconciliation of spirit and matter. So I'm just going to go to the next screen. Um, so, yeah. So this is an animation um, which some of you might remember from the last time I taught, well, the time before last, um, where I constructed this uh, kind of, it's almost like a kind of, um, um, what would you call it, a birth, the birth of the symbol through a series of unfolding ge geometric constructions. So I'm just going to run it on until we get to the yellow, the yellow um, triangle, which is now what you can see. And so the, the most important thing is the, uh, the creating of two equal circles sitting side by side within the inner circle of the, of the main circle. So I'm just going to take it forward a little bit so you can see the construction lines there and then there here we are here are the two the two um, like two eyes <laughs> I just think of them like owl's eyes in the center of the circle um, and um, then the construction goes on you create two overlapping circles you see you encompass those two circles with two overlapping circles and they create a a one large vesica. This is called a vesica and hence we get the name vessel. So that's the next step. We now draw a third circle at the base of the two twin circles and I'll just do that. So we draw another little circle here and they, this little circle has a tangential relationship to these two circles. You can't see it very clearly because of the bright yellow triangle but take my word for it that's the case. So from here we can now draw um, five intersections, five intersection points, one at the top, two at the sides where this circle intersects with the inner circle, and then two at the bottom. So you have these five points which, uh, hey presto, creates the, um, yeah, just let that run a little bit, that creates the pentacle star there. So you can see the, how the construction of the circles works. Um, so now 
the next thing to do is to draw around the inner circle a square. So I'm just going to draw the square here for you, just to show you. So there's a square in which encapsulates the inner circle. And um, then if we just run this on, if we then draw a circle, another circle with its points intersecting with the where the two large overlapping circles meet on the on the on the horizontal axis. So you get this larger circle and the square. And this formation, the circle and the square, this is called squaring the circle because the perimeter of the circle and the perimeter of the square are approximately um, equal. Uh, so it's a kind of a visual uh, representation of a, um, a kind of philosophical reality because, um, as you probably will remember from your school maths lessons, the... Um, the, the perimeter of the or the, the circumference of a circle is never exact. It's always uh, what they used to say is an irrational number. It has a it has a decimal recurring decimal point. Um, but uh, I like to call it a super rational number. It's a, it's a, it's beyond our logical uh, concrete mind. We can't we can't really grasp it the number and therefore it's called a, a super rational. So this gives you an idea of the circle being um, a symbol of spirit because it's, it's beyond the rational mind. And the square, which is um, measurable, it represents uh, matter. So you have this relationship of spirit and matter and their intersection. So in a very elegant way, you, uh, there's a sort of mediation between spirit and matter shown in two-dimensional geometry. Um, so we can now see the independent relationships between all these geometric figures. You know, uh, it's an amazing kind of, whoever drew this <laughs> uh, was extraordinarily uh, clever because it's, uh, the, the web of relationships is, um, is beautiful and, uh, and delicate. And I just want to draw attention to this uh, the relationships of the triangle, which we're told um, is this yellow triangle of buddhi, or uh, intuitive uh, triangle, and I quote from the article, this yellow triangle is formed by the three great extraplanetary entities now aiding the plan for the planet, and especially standing behind the Christ to aid his work for humanity. Um, and uh, so we have three entities the avatar of synthesis at the top. I think the Buddha is at the right hand point and the spirit of peace is to the left. So you've got these, um, these energies which are helping the Christ at this time we are told. So this, if I just roll this on a little bit further and I fill in the outer circle with uh, a disc of gold, here we go. This now kind of conforms to the um, New Age symbol uh, without the white cross in the center, but everything else is there. So you can see that you have this disk of will, the uh, hierarchical triangle of intuitive uh, buddhi mind, and then the solar consciousness that humanity is capable of um, grasping in the pentacle symbol here. 
and so it's it's a the pentacle star symbolizing the soul vehicle of humanity of evolving christ consciousness can now be seen to be firmly rooted in this web of subtle relationships underlying the new age symbol and plays a mediating role between all these aspects of this system or energy circuit so the last bit of this puzzle is if i then just progress that you can now see if you color in the two fish-like parts of the uh, inner circle you get the yin yang symbol of um, the taoist yin yang symbol which represents the reconciliation of the duality of the manifest world which is always in a state of flow and change um, it's interesting to reflect on the significance of this hidden yin yang and square figures because you've got the square here which is obviously not shown in the new age symbol and how they are intrinsic to the relation to the creation of the pentacle star of solar consciousness and the disc of shambhala representing the spiritual will um, thus the civilizations of both east and west are symbolically represented as integral parts of the unfolding story of the aquarian age symbolizing the wise infiltration of the new into the old so um after that just to give you time to kind of consider that i've done a little animation which hopefully a little bit more synthetically describes um, what i've been trying to say in words so here's the uh, here's the animation
Yes, there we go. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. As always, it's uh, amazing that you can come up with these presentations. They must really take you to a very deep place in, when you're working on them. What is your experience of that? Well, it's, it's, it's all really through the geometry. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and um, it, it was amazing actually to kind of think about this whole idea of this very ancient symbol of the yin yang and how it appears to be intrinsically part of this uh, construction. Uh, but it's not obviously for purposes that perhaps it would be too complicated to show or perhaps it's just not it's not relevant to what um the hierarchy is trying to uh you know um project at this time but it's very interesting to see that there is this underlying structure and i'm sure there's more <laughs> um one goes into it and 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 this this square the square of almost this green square of humanity it seems to me uh, has sits very it seems to sit very proportionally within this symbol um yeah, yeah so it's so that's yeah it's just an unfolding mystery really i guess yes. well thank you so much i'm sure our audience has some questions comments that they'd like to share and there already are quite a number in the chat box and also, if anyone would like to share audibly, they can just click on their name in the participants box and we'll unmute their microphones. Um, can you see the chat box, James? Uh, yeah, what I'll do is I'll just, because you'll see my screen, aren't you? Um, yes. So I'll do that and I will go back to, yeah. So I think maybe uh, just without the sound, I could play the animation again while we're while we're talking. Just that would be nice, yeah. And I was going to mention to anyone who did want to see it again, they can always go to our Facebook page, uh, Triangles Meditation Group, and our our uh, the presentation will be there, so you can see it again. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> so if I, I know it doesn't it doesn't allow you to. Uh, uh, I think the sound has to be there as part of it. I can't, um, yeah, I can't, I can't mute it. <laughs> well, I could turn this, oh no, I guess I can't turn the sound uh, down, but. Uh, sadly, um, but we can talk over it. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, or not, I don't mind. It might be a little distracting, but. Uh... I'll, I'll, I'll change that anyway. Yeah, so any questions? I, I actually don't, where is the chat box? Um, hmm. I've got, I've got some. Um, Maybe if we leave your presentation and just go back to our screen, then we could, you so could you, see the chat then. We'll do that. So. Oh, actually, I've got chat here. Oh, I've okay. Right, so let's just have a quick look through the chat. Suzanne says, I truly resonated to your wonderful message, Kathy. A powerful, peaceful reminder of our need to rely on the soul and to gently but with intent allow the personality attachments to blend into that and thence to be taken care of in a spiritual sense as we move further along the path of the soul. 
Isabel Kung says 36 to 360 degrees a circle divided by 5 72 degrees thus every 72 degrees on a circle there is a point and thus the pentagram or five-pointed star is but put in evidence yes it's it's um interesting in uh, seven and two adds up to nine so that's an interesting um thought and it's interesting also that in the um chinese system of medicine the five-pointed star is very important because it's um the, the you know there are five elements that they use in the in the uh, traditional chinese medicine so there's obviously something symbolic in that um Thank you for the for the for the for the compliments. I'll just see if I get to something else. I was wondering also. This is from Heather. If towards the end, where each point of the triangle was pointing to, in terms of the constellations, whether these could be the Great Bear, Pleiades, and Sirius. I know. I, I'm afraid. I just I just photoshopped in a, a picture of the. Uh, of the stars in the background, um, I guess that's perhaps something to think about more in kind of um, three-dimensional geometry. I, I have to say I haven't really got into three-dimensional geometry. I think there's enough going on in the two dimensions not to uh, not to worry about that at the moment. But um, maybe somebody else would want to uh, pick that up and run with it. I do believe I've heard that um, or read that. Because, as you know, there are the three primary great constellations that overshadow our zodiac, and there's some interesting charts um, in esoteric astrology about that. How um, so? I do think that could be the case. But, but what's interesting also is um, I remember one of my teachers, uh, Keith Critchlow, who sadly died earlier this year. He he said, you know. Um, two-dimensional geometry just contemplation of two of two dimensions is enough for mm -hmm. for us as um to go into more dimensions he felt in a way to some extent diluted the um power of, of geometry but then again you know it's it perhaps it's just a different um it's a different way of looking at it um Fine. Uh, so the final image which connects to the cosmos is incredibly meaningful in terms of perspective. Thank you for the beauty of your imagery. That's my pleasure. Um, BK wrote that the lotus and torch will be important symbols in the new age. What symbols would you choose as an important symbols for the dawning of Aquarius? Ah, that's a very good question. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a, there is a, I think, um, in one of the books, I think it may be in Labors of Hercules, um, Alice Bailey talks about the man with the pot balanced on the head with the uh, water just flowing out yeah. the pot with, uh, with the arms outstretched. Um, so it's a kind of effortless um, giving of the waters of life. Yeah. yeah, that does seem like a beautiful symbol for that, this age that's coming. Maybe the, the square, the reason why the square wasn't used is the fact that we have the cross, the, the grand cross behind this in the mm -hmm. new 
and then the smaller cross, which I understand is a is an evolution of the square. It's the I think in astro- astrological terms, the man goes from the square to the cross. So I guess perhaps the, the square is not needed. You know, um, that's what we're trying to get in our work as triangles numbers, right? <laughs> trying yeah. to yes. transform yeah. that square. That's right. So it's it's uh, perhaps that's the reason. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Sam Jones writes, uh, wonderful. Thank you, James and Kathy. I found if you take a circle, spread it out so you have a long triangle, then take the spare part, twist the bottom section, then twist over the top section to bring it up to make the top arms of the five-pointed star. Sam, that sounds like a, um, a, a presentation there. <laughs> yeah, a video in waiting. Yeah, why not? Um, I think that's all the um, questions. I don't have any other um, There's lots of just appreciation. Which is very just, yeah. Did um, anyone want to share any audible um, comments? It's, it's always difficult because you you know a presentation has so much usually has a lot in it and then you it takes time to absorb it. Yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, that's always a problem I find. Yeah. Um, but um, but if anyone ever does have thoughts that they'd like to contribute after the webinars, we can always pass them on to James or we can um, address them in his next uh, presentation. Yeah. So, and we always pa- will pass on this chat to you, James, if you'd like. So. That would be great. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Thank you so much, James. And let's just take a moment of silence now to link up with all individuals and groups throughout the world who are part of the Triangles Network. Thank you, everyone.